The Rebel Leadership Podcast, a refreshing take on authentic leadership told through real stories. Let's smash the status quo and change how leaders lead once and for all. Which words come to mind when you think of a salesman? Car sales? Aggressive? Annoying? Sneaky? On today's episode of the Rebel Leadership Podcast, we're talking to someone we consider to be a caring salesman. Yep, it's possible. Scott D'Onofrio is one of our senior business development leads at Rebel Interactive Group and has built a reputation of authenticity, honesty, kindness, trust, and compassion for both his peers and his clients. He not only crushes it from a new business standpoint, but he builds real relationships that flourish over time. Listen, reflect, and embrace your next aha moment. Coffee every morning. Is that part of the secret? It might be. (laughs) (laughs) So when's the first time you have food? Lunch. What? Yeah. This is mind boggling. I know. Unless I'm here, I'll snack on some. Is this like an intentional fasting type of thing? No, it's just, I was never a breakfast person. Unless it's like the weekend where like I could sleep in till eight. Wow. I'm in sales, right? So that's what I do. Um, But I deal with clients every single day. Um, My goal here and my position is really to kind of work with clients on the day-to-day. Any new client that comes to Rebel or through my network or someone else's is to work with them very closely, figure out, you know, what are they trying to accomplish with their marketing efforts or business objectives and working with the team that we have at Rebel to come up with the right solutions to get them where they need to go. Did you always have a knack for sales or how did you get into it in the first place? No, not really. Um, I started um, coming out of college, working in sports, um, stadium operations to be specific. Nice. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Um, I realized that it wasn't the most lucrative job, um, especially in working in minor league sports and professional sports. I mean, it's a grind until you get to the higher, higher levels. Right. Um, And somebody reached out to me that that they knew and they said, Hey, you'd be great, you know, at talking to people and, you know, being in sales and we have this opportunity for you. And I was like, yeah, I might as well make the jump. I want to move out of my parents' house. So yeah. <laughs> need to pay for it. Somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yep. yep. So what do you think it was that they saw in you then that makes a great salesperson? You know, I get it a lot that I'm just kind of likable and charismatic. Um, you know, I'm easygoing. People like to have conversations with me. I can talk to them as in they're like my best friend or a close friend after just meeting you. So I think that's what they might saw in me. Other than that, you might have to go ask them because I don't know. (laughs) Well, because there's your humility coming through. Yeah. But we talk about it all the time here. Like there's a difference in a typical salesperson and someone who you guys are strategists. Mm -hmm. You're strategists on their business first and foremost and actually listening Mm-hmm. So big, a big part about sales is great listeners, mm-hmm. people who really like attach themselves to the details of what the client's saying and what they're not saying and helping them solve problems. Mm-hmm. What's your experience like with solving problems? Like, how do you learn that? Well, I, I mean, I, there, when I am on calls with clients, right, there's two aspects of it for me. It's like understanding why are they coming to us and what are there business problems or marketing problems or what can Rebel solve? But it's also the, the little things, right? It's like, who is that person, right? Doing research on the person, understanding like what they like, what they don't like, you know, are they, 
are they from the south are they from the northeast just little things like that and when you're on when you were in in person meetings it's like when you're in a person when you're in a meeting like take a look around that room right do they have pictures on the walls do they have family photos do they have are they like a like a specific sports team or whatever it is and and gathering all these details as you're discussing with them because learning not only about their marketing business objectives is very important and obviously the, the key factor there but when you start to really kind of piece things together about who they are as a person and you're able to connect with them on that level um in that relationship it just goes right that's the that's the key in that's my opinion so true and it's really the as you're describing it i'm thinking that's the same as any relationship once you once you break it down to that fundamental level mm-hmm. sales becomes incredibly easy yeah I mean, it's incredibly difficult, but the, the fundamental yeah. of it is very simple when you are paying attention though, mm-hmm. because like, especially on the zoom world, you, it's so easy to be distracted or multitask or pretend to pay attention. And you just completely miss the opportunity ahead of you. Yeah. But there's all sorts of cues, just like you're saying behind their head and what they choose to put in the screen. And if a kid walks into the, the frame and being a human, mm-hmm for that person is a, is an enormous part of it. Yeah. I mean, you have to be a human at the end of the day. I mean, these people who we're talking to are, they have lives outside of work, right? Just like you and I do. Um, and it's just being relatable with them. You know, even if you don't have anything in common with them, try to find that middle ground that you guys can connect on. Um, and if you can do that and then still understand their business and why they're coming to you, um, you're setting yourself up for success with them. And it, it actually shows that like you care about them as a person Um, and you care about their business. So speaking of caring, like what is it that drives you to do this job every day? Because it is a grind and you guys work so, so hard around the clock. Yeah. But is it that thing or what, what is it that motivates you most? Yeah. I think, um, my background has a lot to do with it. Um, same thing with, you know, our, my colleague, Joe, right. We come from a competitive background. Um, and what I mean by that is like, look, I played sports my whole entire life. I'm very competitive. Mm-hmm. I want to win. Um, and I enjoy challenges. Um, this industry, um, with how it's just rapidly growing and evolving, you know, there's more competitors in the space that we have to compete with at an agency level, um, which makes me want to, to win, um, right, more and more. So it's waking up every morning, wanting to have these conversations, being faced with challenges, and being able to really kind of be persistent and achieve those wins or achieve the goals that, you know, we kind of set forth in the beginning. Um, but I mean, I, I love talking to people, right? So that's what I do. So the more meetings I have with clients and being client facing, the better, um, you know, the, the more I, I'm a relationship seller. I'm not a, a, I mean, I'm a numbers guy, of course, but, um, if I can understand and, and talk to these individuals on a constant basis, That just opens the door for more opportunities for Rebel and also more opportunities to help us let them grow. What role has leadership had in in your journey towards becoming the caring salesman that you are today? Yeah, I mean, I've definitely grown a lot since I've got to Rebel. Right, Um, that was one of the first things when I came to Rebel. You know, Bryn had conversations with me and. You know, I knew a little bit about digital. I knew a lot about traditional media. Mm-hmm. Um, but leadership is just, you know, I've learned so much about like website development, which I had no clue about. Mm-hmm. And now I can actually say certain things where I'm like, wow, a year ago, two years ago, I didn't even know what the heck that was. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, you know, leadership pushed me a lot. 
Um, it was challenging in the beginning. You know, it's, you know, you hit the ground running here, which is great because you learn so fast. Um, so leadership pushed me to get where I really wanted to go and just learn and absorb from people who know these specific areas of the digital media world. You know, every day I get to work with some of the smartest people in the world, in my opinion, right? Um, from digital, you know, specialists to, you know, strategists on our, our strategy side, like just seeing brilliant yeah seeing what they're doing and just like learning and listening to them and just getting those tidbits of information from them just is it's exciting and it's easy to learn and grasp and it's also when i learn that i'm able to kind of you know say that to my clients which you know levels up my game and and the continued push from you and bryn and the team just you know it's a it's a growing environment well, it, it goes back to your point about like paying attention to those details around that person's head in the Zoom background or mm-hmm. what's happening in their life. And as long as you keep that caring about the details of what you're doing, not just who you're doing it with, you can be exceptional in your role if you really dig deep mm-hmm. and lean in and listen to the expertise around you. And I, I find that people who are frustrated with their, their path are not actually listening yeah. around them fully. Mm-hmm. And even even myself back in the day, like I knew that I wasn't doing that fully. And and once you start realizing like you don't know everything, you can't possibly know everything. And you actually look silly if you come into a room thinking you know everything. And you start being more humble and listening and asking good questions and like really understanding the answer. Because that's another thing about you that you do, you probably don't even realize it, is how many good questions you ask. And you're not afraid and I don't know if that was the how you were in the beginning to ask what is perceived as like the dumb question. And it's like, yeah. it's probably not a dumb question. There's probably three other people in that room who just don't have the courage to ask that question. Yeah. So what was it like coming to a place this fast and having so much to learn and not knowing when to, when to put the pieces together and who to ask? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough question. Um, so in the beginning, obviously, yeah, I was like afraid to kind of like speak up at certain times because you were kind of, you know, self-aware of like, is this a stupid question? But, you know, at a point, you know, you kind of have to realize, you know, what you kind of have to fall on your face, right? You have yeah. to fail to succeed. Um, so even if it's small questions that, you know, you might not sound as intelligent, um, you got to ask them. It's okay. Um, even the, the people who we work with, the clients we work with, they understand that, although we have a we're agnostic with what kind of verticals or clients we work with like they understand we don't know their business like you know they know their business Mm -hmm. um so it's just i'm okay with it now just asking those those Mm -hmm. i guess dumb questions in the beginning but you know obviously over time you you know you level up and you understand these verticals you understand the industry trends that they're focused on and you become a little bit more intelligent right you put that massive puzzle together exactly like so every say if you think about it like that a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle yeah and every little piece of information is building this whole picture all of a sudden you you like you said you look back a year and you're like oh my gosh i did that i learned that Mm -hmm. you know it's amazing to look back at how far you grow when you allow yourself to care yeah and be vulnerable right um one thing too when we're talking to these clients if if you can get excited or just intrigued about a, a company's business or a product or service they're offering and just dive in deep on that. I mean, that is what gets you like, you know, it gets some brownie points with a client, of course, but like if you can actually be intrigued by something of their business, like that's a, that's a winner right there. 
Right. Why do you think that is? Shows that I know this is, you know, the care, but it, it actually shows that you care, right? Um, you know, get fascinated by the little things that you don't know about. Be curious. Um, if you can be curious and fascinated by the client's product offerings or what they provide, um, you know, they they love it. Um, it's also something for, for me on a personal level, um, just understanding about different businesses just makes mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's windows. Exactly. Talk to Scott about windows <laughs> yeah. for like an hour. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you get, it's fascinating. It is. Yeah. I mean, you think about a huge skyscraper. I mean, you, you don't think about all those millions of windows that are attached to it and the technology behind it. I mean, it, it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just, but think intriguing. about these just back to the human thing. Like they've centered their lives around these jobs, just like we have. So when you talk to us about digital marketing, we'll geek out for as long as you want to talk to us. And it's yeah. the same thing with client service. Like they care about that. And so when you care about that too, it builds a real relationship, not a fake one. You're not pretending to care. You genuinely are asking questions because it's something you don't know. And all of a sudden you look a week, two weeks, a month, a year down the road. That's a real meaningful relationship, even if they've never bought from you one time. Yeah. The hope is that when the time is right, they know the people that they trust to take great care of their business from a marketing perspective yeah. and it'll come back to you. Exactly. Yeah. Even if you lose that piece of business, right? It's still just being curious about who they are, having those, you know, real conversations. And, you know, if you don't win it, it's okay. You know what I mean? I mean, there's going to be, there's plenty of fish in the sea. I mean, you, you talk to that person, you might run across them six months from now. He might mm -hmm. switch jobs, but he realized, you know what, that guy or that woman cared about my business mm -hmm. um, and they're passionate about this specific industry. Like, let me give that person a call. Mm -hmm. And you just keep those doors open and keep that curiosity, you know, still going. Um, and it's, you know, it helps. Let's talk about the loss. What does it feel like when you've been working for something, working at something for months and you find out we didn't win it? Yeah, that's, it's tough. <laughs> Cause there's so much, there's so much energy in hours um, that we put in from a pre-sale standpoint, whether that is from strategy meetings, writing proposals, just a direction and, creating these presentations, just researching their business. And it's just so many hours that I think, you know, some people don't realize how much time goes in to sales, right? Especially in the pre-sale, they only see like the signed contract or yeah. the lost contract. Um, but it's, it's very, very painful. Um, it, it's tough, especially when you've worked like a, a few months or even, you know, a year trying to get something with a client and they, you finally don't get it. it it's tough. Um, but you know what, it's just something you have to kind of swallow and you kind of, you have to just, you know, deal with it and just be nice and professional and, you know, keep that door open, even though you're really angered inside that you didn't get that <laughs> piece of business and going back to that competitive nature, right? It's like, we want to win, we want to win. Um, sometimes you don't. And understanding why. Yeah. You know, talk about how we debrief after a loss or even after a call that doesn't go well on the new business team. Yeah, I mean, you know, whether you, even when you win a business, we debrief too on certain things or a call, but it's it's very important because when, when I'm in a room with, with you or Bryn or Joe or Greg or anybody on our team or Carly, um, everybody in those meetings hears little things differently. Um, I think there's one approach and somebody thinks there's another approach or they've heard this little tidbit information that I didn't. So 
aligning on all those little things are very important to make sure that we're giving the the right you know solution um or if you know from a lost piece of business right debriefing on what we could have done better um that's extremely important right because if we don't do that then we're stuck at that same spot yep. if that that challenge ever arises again yep. um and if that does happen again we're going to be prepared we understood it we 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 dealt with the that kind of issue before that challenge and we're going to come up with a new solution or a new way to get around that barrier that we couldn't before and it's just like sports like if you waited till the end of the game to to, to debrief on a play it goes in one ear and out the other it's not as meaningful because you're not in the thick of the emotion of the moment mm-hmm. and the nuance of the moment you can't you, you can't rely only on your memory to coach and lead. And I think that's one of the big things that makes our new business team different is like this mutual understanding of the expectation that we coach in real time. We expect to debrief in real time. And that is above all the biggest priority in lifting the whole ship, mm-hmm. like rising the whole team together. Because if you're not doing that, then you're bottling up opportunities that you could have learned from and you miss it. Yeah. Did, was that always the case in your coming up through sales? No, because most of the sales I was working with before was, you know, it, it was different. I mean, we offer very customized solutions, right? So we try to fit our product or our services to a specific business's issues. Yep. Um, in the past, it was just more like, hey, you know, you know, you're missing about you're missing 30 percent of the market without utilizing our our service, right? Cable right. advertising or broadcast right. television or right. whatever it may be. Um, there's no customization. There's no really customization. I mean, yeah, you can pick like different uh, time of days or, or networks mm-hmm. or programs that you could buy on network television or, or cable, but it wasn't like truly customized solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very different. Um, yep. And you know, you, you really didn't debrief because you know what? At that level, you're you know, here we're a team. Right, we're a true team. Um, you know, in past work, it's like you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you're if you don't, you know, learn from your own mistakes, and if you don't make those changes, those in-game changes, mm-hmm. you know, you're failing or you're going to lose. Yep. Um, here, it's it's different, right? Because we're a team effort from the beginning to the end. Um, so we're constantly changing, evolving, having those conversations versus you know the past sales experience. What impact does that team feeling here? have on you the culture of that new business team yeah in I mean, being the yeah. best version of yourself yeah i mean there's no team like i mean i've never had an experience like this because it's it's one it's higher energy right um and i think that's yeah, an understatement yeah it, it is um <laughs> well especially with joe he's it's he's funny um but yeah we're, we're very high energy we're collaborative um everybody works together nobody kind of says you know what you're out on your own like we're always jumping in to help each other out um, and we truly think every win is a team win. Um, either, even if, you know, one person led this whole thing the whole way, um, it's a team win, right? We all get input and we get strategy and we collaborate on everything till that point that that contract is signed. Um, and it's not just an individual win like previous opportunities that I've had. Um, so it's fun. It feels bigger. It, it feels it bigger when you win. Yeah. When you're cel- you're genuinely celebrating with everybody. Yeah. And there's a lot of subtleties to it, you know, like the emojis in Slack and the way you guys talk to each other and the true honesty and authenticity of who each person is, because you could all not be more different. 
Mm-hmm. It's not possible for this whole team to be a more eclectic group of backgrounds and people. Yeah. And yet you all see eye to eye and see each other's perspectives and talk things through and have hard conversations and you all genuinely care. Yeah. And we have that, like almost that friendship communication at work. Um, and it doesn't translate when we're out of work either. Um, like, you know, Joe and I are very close, obviously, and you know that. Like, we'll text beyond work mm-hmm. just about sports or little things, but we'll still do that during work, but still get our job done, too. Yep. So, you know, we, we are very different, and that's funny that you kind of notice that because it's like all these little pieces of a puzzle that just mesh so well. Um, and then, obviously, with the leadership, it's just like that perfect marriage of just, you know, getting things done. So last question. Okay. If you think back on little Scotty, Way back in the day, what do you, what are you most proud of, of your journey to becoming this exceptionally talented person that you are today? Geez, that's a tough one. Um, you know, I'm, I'd have to say I'm, I'm very proud in, um, what I've accomplished in my whole entire my young career, as I would say right now, you know, starting in sports, um, going into traditional media, finding a passion for digital media. Um, and I knew I had that passion for digital media around 2016. And I took that passion and I just grew it and grew it and grew it. And I've evolved my, my digital, you know, um, education to a new level. Um, I've come in here and I've, I exceeded my own expectations of what I could learn in digital. Um, but just the, I would say I'm proud of the fact that I've learned a lot and I'm continuing to learn and I'm not just okay with what I know now, right? So like loving digital media and what it can do for businesses or you know small, medium-sized businesses, local owners and helping them, um, it's huge. Um, and I'm, I'm proud of just like the continued passion that I have for this um, and I don't want it to stop. You shouldn't. Thanks for talking with us today. Yeah, of course. Thank you.